0: I want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the halo talks, 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to a thousand by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on chartables, top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. talks nyc on location manhattan beach california bringing in my new fast friend hassan shah coming in from Lahore, pakistan by way of the uk we are going to talk connected fitness we're going to talk sports and fitness we are going to talk about being an entrepreneur in this day and age on a global scale so hassan welcome to your first halo talks
1: hey man thanks for having me
0: awesome well i appreciate you reaching out to us and uh and sharing your your uh, your business plan and where you guys are are going with the bikes and with the app. Uh, but first off, since uh, you know I'm a big sports guy historically, and I still think I'm a weekend warrior, and I'm undrafted in the NFL, sure. which I still think every year I might get drafted, not. Um, but talk about your uh, your FIFA and your soccer background and how you were brought up, and uh, you know, we'll riff from there.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I, I did mention to uh, David I was uh, entered into a FIFA. Competition. being a, a pretty avid gamer uh, from a young age. I, I kind of entered this competition in 1999, I think it was. Uh, I got to the final and some younger kid actually than myself, he beat me. Uh, but, you know, I, I met the uh, Jeff Hurst, who's a very famous British footballer, scored the, uh, a hat-trick in a World Cup final. It was the only World Cup Britain had ever won. So he awarded me with a shirt and all that. But it was really cool. It was my first shot at i i'd say the the big league and i think gaming back in those days isn't as serious as it was uh as it is now but sure. it was a, an amazing experience it was in a shopping center or a mall as you call it and it was in the kind of lots of people that were, were uh supporting it and it was it was fun and and i, I think that was really my introduction to serious gaming uh young age
0: you know as you take a look at the industry at large, you know, there are people who have kind of tinkered around with gamification on, like, there used to be a bike called the Espresso Bike out of San yeah. Diego and had some rudimentary, you know, tours that you could follow. Obviously, you've got more sophisticated companies now that have developed, um, you know, where I can tour certain cities. Um, you know, we haven't really successfully got, you know, gaming and, you know, e-games infused into yeah. fitness. So kind of what did you see? as some of the limitations or why it wasn't speaking to that demographic and how did you then say, look, I'm not going to wait for somebody else to do this. I like, I'm on the pulse, so I'm going to do it.
1: Well, i I tell you what, I I mean, I think I, I kind of took notice of Swift uh, a little bit soon after the the rise and fall of Peloton or the drop of Peloton even. Uh, So we, when we, we, we took our true inspiration from Peloton when they started. It was a big boost to us. We were selling a lot of fitness equipment at the time. Uh, I've sold over twenty thousand treadmills and, and exercise bikes in a very short space of time. We saw Peloton's rise. I think their market cap hit something like fifty billion dollars yeah. in two thousand and twenty-one. We were well underway at that point. We had already built like Peloton's app, but we knew we had to come up with something different. And we saw that shortage in the market, if you like, and we saw the the, the rise of Zwift, a very kind of similar time around about 2020, 21. And what we noticed with Zwift was, um, there was a lot of drawback. I mean, they have something called like a kicker, which is like a, a stand where you remove the back wheel of your bicycle, right. you mount it onto the stand and you start pedaling away it's very, there's a whole setup required. You've got to put a screen on, and this was at the early stage. And and what we found was a lot of uh, professional cyclists were using apps uh, similar to Zwift, and a lot of them started to shift over. So that was predominantly their main focus in the very early stage. And what, what you saw with that was there was no directional use. There was no fun. And, and being a gamer, like I said earlier, uh, from from young age, I mean, I, I've grown up with Mario Kart And, you know, then then as games got more sophisticated, you're looking at games like Grand Theft Auto, and that's one of my all-time favorites, right? So you know what that's like. You're roaming a a city Mario Kart. You've got all these fun kind of um, modes whilst you're in game mode. You can slow down your opponents. You can fire at them and, you know, boost through levels. I
0: I was brought up more on like Atari Pong so I wasn't like, really like, like. involved in any kind of community <laughs> um, except some dotted lines and some dots. Um, but, you know, maybe explain to people, look, I got a nephew and once he's locked into Fortnite, like there's no conversation going on. Like, no he's in, right. Um, but, you know, talk about like the psychology of a gamer and somebody who's like really dedicated to that. And a lot of people looking at it from the outside might say, Oh, that guy's just like lazy or something. No offense, right? But they like the, the first thing they think is like, oh, this guy's like homeschooled and he played his gamer. Like, we gotta, you know, track him because something bad might happen. He's, you know, alone. But actually, he's actually part of a much broader digital yeah. experience than people probably appreciate. So maybe give us a couple of sound bites well, about I that. I'll tell
1: you what. For, first of all, here's what's interesting about gaming. If you, if you do a bit of uh, Google searching, you'll find the stats 57%. Of adults play on on uh, mobile games and uh, gaming consoles in Britain, mm-hmm. and I'd imagine wow. the numbers either more or quite similar. So yeah, you get the the, the problematic uh, children who who don't want to leave the the house and they wee themselves playing eighteen hours straight or whatever right. it is. So so this is the the, the interesting part about the the market uh, when it comes to gaming. Um, the, the market is very broad. There's children, uh, obviously those. Kids who can't get up off the couch. I, I mean, I've listened to some of your podcasts. I know you're all about getting out there into the the open and exercising in gyms, and you're a massive advocate of that. But th- there is unfortunately uh, a scary statistic of one in two children by the the, the year 2026 will be obese, right? Yeah. So these th- there's, a, th- this is an alarming fact because these guys are not getting out of the house. Whether you know. It, you can try and force them out, but they're just they're it's not going to happen. And I've got kids of my own. I know what it's like. Gaming is addictive. Fitness is not addictive. Uh, so this was one of the challenges, right? How do you target these kids who are struggling, even the adults who want to let some steam off after a hard day's work? How do we get them into fitness? Now, there's lots of solutions on there. I think I touched on Zwift earlier. It, yeah. th- the solutions in the market are too simple. And, and what we tried to do was we wanted to give our users our gamers our players uh, a total exp- a, a gaming experience over the fitness so and, and the way we decided to do that was keep the levels very short and punchy uh, have loads of additional things where you can hit other riders slow them down, boost past them, uh, collect coins and one of the other interesting things we've kind of uh, uh, added into our game is the monetization right? So you can collect coins, you can win races, you can collect coins and and actually cash those coins out, uh, like, like a casino system when you earn enough coins. So these are all like very engaging elements. And I think, uh, if, if you're looking now at at today's society at large, we are becoming obese. We are, uh, becoming more lazy. And this is another one of my driving factors. I mean, I personally, uh, you know, I battle with fitness, you know, I'm not a complete Gym freak, you can probably right. see I'm, I'm not built like uh, Arnie here. But, you know, I, I do uh, struggle to motivate. Uh, and this is part of the, the whole reason why we got into this game development. And we think we're on to the, 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 the concept uh, which we designed is the first ever open world game. And that, what that means is it is literally a Grand Theft Auto style open world game. You can roam around a city freely, hop off your bike, go shopping get back on your bike, meet other users. As you get close, your audio is connected. You can mm-hmm. add friends, you know, this building a community, giving people, taking away from loneliness even, you know, and that oh, yeah. isolation. And, yeah, and bringing that's them in one of the with fitness. Gotta,
0: yeah. So let me ask you this, you know, for maybe for me, but also for my audience, you know, what you're, de- what you're describing is what, you know, commercials of, of like what the metaverse is. So maybe you yeah. could help us help explain to me because yeah. I'm being open that I don't fully appreciate what's going on or what's going to, about to happen in our audience. Are you creating like your own closed walled metaverse? Are you yeah. part of some larger metaverse? Do these things communicate with each other? Like do you own the property value? These shops are going to come in and like pay rent to be on your metaverse. Give us like a two minute.
1: So first and foremost, that the way we built the game, uh, we built it on a unity platform. We're looking to now, upgrade it to the unreal game engine Uh, these platforms are effectively ready i mean when you build a game on this platform it's pretty much ready to upload into the metaverse at the flick of a switch the only reason we haven't pushed it on the metaverse currently is we want we're thinking about safety proofing the product the last thing we want is someone with an oculus headset and you know there's an accident on the bike it's going to cause problems. So we're not quite there yet in terms of the safety proofing of the product. The metaverse, yeah, look, the metaverse, the beauty of the metaverse, you need to think of the internet when you think of the metaverse. It's a web of lots of different areas, different websites, different search engines. And yes, they can be connected together. At at the moment, our our game does not connect. Um, It doesn't mean to say in future it cannot connect uh, to other worlds. It can't it uh, can't connect to maybe Minecraft or roadblocks and things like right. that. So that, that's something. We- are you
0: concerned somewhat in a joking way, but like you get involved in another metaverse and they say like, no cycling, you know, like they, t- like, <laughs> not ride a, <laughs> ride a bicycle on one of their lanes or something. Well, like, dude, it's we're know, in a virtual world. Like, come on, give me a break. They're like, sure. <laughs> we have rules.
1: I mean, it's, it's, I, I think of course, the, the hardware has, has to be able to speak to the whoever's saying no cycling. I mean, if, if obviously they don't allow it, our metaverse won't be able to connect. So, so the, this is all about uh, licensing and connecting with other businesses that have a strong presence in the metaverse. And, of course, we can. We, we, you know, it's our long-term aim to actually get to that stage where we can stroll into other worlds. And you know what, if that's, people don't want bikes in their world, Good luck to them. Yeah. They can come and join our world. We'll have yeah. it. Yeah, or you and I available. can just
0: make me make like you know like a, the Constitution of the Metaverse that like bikes are you know <laughs> allowed for Halo purposes, even if it's virtual. absolutely. Um, muffin making rules, and then we'll have people enforce them. Um, so question for you: So when you when you came out, you look at Zwift, you look at Peloton, you look at somewhere someone who's hardware agnostic. You look at the hardware, you know, closed system that Peloton. Obviously, they just relinquished that by outsourcing. Everything it sounds like they're just going to try and get their app, you know, as a ubiquitous um, subscription. You know, we'll see how that goes. Um, so, kind of, where did you like somewhat fit in as, like, say, hey, here's like the void in the market, and how, when you say like cycling for all,
1: you know, yeah, tell, to explain what that means. Okay, so what we've done, you, you just to simplify, because I think I haven't explained exactly in 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 a, in a clear way what we actually do. We've mixed Peloton and Zwift two in one into one app. So you can alternate between the two, right? So if you want to go into live class mode, you're free to do that. If you want to go into game mode, you're free to do that. So that's one of the the key factors here. Secondly, um, the live class mode to save cost and make it accessible to everyone and allow trainers to prosper. We've done something called the Uberfication of our live live classes. Now that means anyone, anywhere can register to become a trainer, right? And they can also monetize. So you yourself can buy one of these bikes, sit on there, set the parameters of your class, the day, the time, the amount of coins you want to charge, and anyone can join that class and you will earn money. So this is a great way, once again, of engaging and keeping costs low. The game is an open world game. Again, we're allowing monetization. Now, that the the key factor here is we literally want to give these bikes away because this brings me on to the, the the bigger part of the vision, which is data. We want data, and one of the clever things we're we're doing here is we're centralising all your data: your your smartwatch, your steps on your phone, um, your if you have uh, uh, let's say a nutrition app, we'll take your data from there. If you have a sleep pattern app we can take data from there, depending on which apps we've partnered with. Once we have all that data with your BMI and your online and offline activity, we can start giving you very interesting biological data about yourself, including things like the estimated yeah. time of death, similarly as to what insurance companies uh, how they would quote you with your life insurance, right? and they'll give you life expectancy and all the rest of it. Hmm. So having all that data centralized, giving you a bike next to nothing, and focusing on a su- subscription model um this is what differentiates us every bike in the market at the moment it's $1000 plus echelon $1000 plus peloton almost $2000 where is the bike that is 200 bucks
0: yeah i mean a have quality you bike. the bike down to that down yeah. to that cost basis
1: yeah we have really? our our bike i mean i don't know if i should give you the production cost and all the rest of it but no, we're no, no, a no. gym
0: but just the fact that it's below yeah that price point, yeah. I don't. We don't need any more of the special stuff. Sure. Everybody so, so sound like a virtual. Effectively,
1: engine. we we are effectively taking the cost price of the bike, and we're solely focused on the subscription model. So we we want to get as many of these bikes out into the market, right? So so our entry price for this bike is around about two hundred bucks delivered. And then
0: and then that that bike does not have a screen on it. You bring your own screen and Bluetooth. The screen.
1: Bike. The screen, uh, cost an additional two fifty, but yes, you can use any screen yeah. you like okay. if you want to save the cost. Right. You, and it even connects to your smart television, by the way.
0: Then it's, it's a stationary bike. You're not, you're not propping it's, it up.
1: This you're is right. the thing, right? So, so with, with a lot of, yeah, it's a stationary bike. You don't need to get buy another bike. It's right. there. It's pulled out of a box, stick the pedals on, put the handlebars on, download the app. You're good to Got go. It. It. So, you know, there's been a lot
0: of um, companies that are venture-backed that have, you know, trying to give something away and, and to, to, you know, basically uh, rely on the long tail of profitability, which makes a lot of sense. Obviously, if it's a $2,000 yeah. bike, you know, be out there looking for 10 times the amount of money, right? Exactly. Um, by giving that away. So the question is, um, you know, one, how have investors, how has that resonated with investors that you've talked to? Or, you know, when you say like, hey, $200, you know, Peloton's spending X amount of dollars to sell a bike, and they're just basically breaking even on that. If I can get this installed, would there be any, um, just thinking out loud for a second, would there be any negative penalties? Let's let's say you sent me the bike for free, and I didn't use it. Like, could you charge my credit card for like basically putting it in storage in your apartment? is Is there any like way to like create usage by saying yeah, hey, that, you better use it.
1: <laughs> well, look, yeah. here's the thing, you are locked into a twenty-four month contract similar to oh, a, a mobile phone contract. Okay, yeah. yeah. So so the subscription gives you a twenty-four month lock in. Uh with it. How, how much is much? it's it? around about thirty nine ninety nine. All
0: right, so forty, yeah, about 40 okay, bucks. So you got a five month the- payback on the on the bike. Got it. Okay. Well, Keep
1: going. exactly. No, and no, actually, the the bike. There's an upfront cost which covers the cost of the bike, and then there's a subscription at thirty nine ninety nine. And the upfront you want cost the is going back to away Or do you want to say like I'm
0: basically giving the bike away because it's
1: so low. well. Well, actually, the the it's it's look technically the bike is free itself. We're charging one hundred and fifty bucks for the actual contract fee, which is an initial contract sign up fee. Okay. And after that, it's a fifty dollars per month. Um, sorry, $50 for the delivery of the bike. So that's $200. Technically, the bike is free and it's worth 1000 bucks, right?
0: Got it. Okay, okay. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. So how many bikes do you have out there right now? How many bikes do you have ready to be out um, there? And what, what zero.
1: do you need? Th- this oh, okay. is the point, right? This okay. is why I'm here, right, Pete? So we're, we're trying to raise funds to launch our first $5,000, uh, the batch, which which hopefully will lead on to the sale of our first $40,000. Uh, but just to give you an idea, if we put, uh, something like 140,000 of these bikes into the market, uh, that's about $168 million revenue. If we locked 140,000 customers into a 24 month contract, uh, that's, that's a large amount of money considering, uh, people like Peloton have got two and a half million active subscribers, right? So, or or more now, I think that's a, a bit outdated that data, but you, you see the potential there. It's, so, uh, of course, you a
0: million dollars to get 5,000 bikes into the market. Plus, you're going to get that recouped as part of the delivery and the setup fee. So basically breaking even on that. You obviously need some money for marketing. Um, what market – I know you've got a pie chart on different areas of the world that you're going after. But is there a deliberate – once you get the capital in here, you're going to try and pressurize some market that becomes almost like the test case –
1: Cluster, or is it I like mean, hey, you got
0: pre sales and I'm just
1: gonna send them out? Well, well, I'm from the UK. Look, I've already, like I said earlier, I've, I've sold 20,000 treadmills and bikes in a very short space of time, uh, which under are very brand? budget, but these are just budget range from China. I've, I've repackaged, relabeled, under uh, it's extreme just off the or shelf. a different brand, it, yeah, under extreme, and oh, okay. uh, un, under under a couple of different brands, there's e jogger, there's extreme, there's a couple of other ones, so got it. okay. You know, we've sold budget range bikes for around two hundred bucks without the tech, with, and we've sold twenty thousand of them. So, for us, I think the testing ground is the United Kingdom. We know the market very well. We know all the uh, online marketplaces. We're familiar with. uh, We we have our connections there. But the holy grail, as as you'll you'll know, is America. That is the uh, holy grail for, for, I'd guess guess for most. Uh, commerce businesses. I mean, once you get your products into America, I think if you can crack that market, that, that would be the big, uh, the the big step after Britain, you know?
0: Okay, great. So, um, you know, as you look at this, obviously the scalability and the growth opportunities are, are endless. And I want to ask you this question because I think a lot of entrepreneurs um, and we see this with Peloton and we see with other product companies where they say, oh, I got a bike. Now I need a treadmill. Now I need an elliptical. Now I need a road. Now I need – and it's like, you know, when you look at this opportunity, you seem very positively narrowly focused on saying, like, if I get the bike in there, I expand everything through the bike. I don't need to become a multi, you know, hardware company and, and yeah. become like a manufacturer. So could you just maybe – Give me like a public service announcement on like I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, I got some guardrails. I know where I'm going, and like there's no reason for me to like tinker with other stuff. I know what's in
1: front of me. The the thing is right. The bike. I, I don't know. The bike for me is like a t-shirt, you know. And you, you without you got to have the trousers. You got to, You got to accompany it with a treadmill at some point. So that's definitely on on the cards. Uh, the rowing is really popular. And look, once you have the tech, once you have the the application ready at working functioning the game mode is there it's very easy to throw in in the new products into the mix so the three i think we're 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 focused on is the rower the tread and the bike but the bike should be the 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 main focus for us um and and i'll tell you one other thing which nobody else is thinking about we want to do the miniature uh version of the bike uh which is the kids version uh which is for for younger audiences seven seven plus you know they're out there on their tricycles at the age of five, whatever. Yeah, they're uh, also we most want to technically to savvy exercise. in
0: the entire family, right? So,
1: exactly right. like the,
0: the so, Trojan horse into the rest of the crew. The tri- yeah, uh, yeah, funny. So, you got any, uh, in closing here, you got any good uh, business quotes or life quotes that you focus on or creating a little bit of a quote library? I'm sure you've seen a lot. A quote there. library.
1: Um, with. I think, I think my, uh, my, as my dad would say. I don't know if it's very business-like, but he'd say, uh, son, I've struggled all my life, but I've enjoyed every moment of it. Life is nothing without struggle. And that's always kind of stuck with me. And I, hopefully mm. I'll, I'll pass that on to my children and, and we persevere and we keep going. Right.
0: Yeah. Well maybe they'll just be like in the metaverse in extreme, just be a, <laughs> there'll be a town called struggle and like we're all going we're all like (laughs) riding to struggle and then uh, the struggle level then your dad then your dad will come out and be like free food for all or something (laughs) awesome well look man I love what you're doing Um, you know once we get the podcast out there we'll put some information up there if people are interested in uh, in investing or becoming a client um, directly or buying a bike or just kind of helping you on your journey here it sounds like you're in the right place right time and um, I think a lot of it is like how can It it takes a gamer to do this. It doesn't take, like, a health club operator to figure out, like, how we're going to gamify it. It's a different mindset. So I'm glad you uh, stumbled upon this in whatever reason, you know, from back in the day, and now it's becoming a a business. So awesome. Good work.
1: All right, buddy. Cheers. Great, man.
0: I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.